Welcome back to the Turn Row, everybody. I am your host, Ethan, and with me, as always, is Kevin. Hey, everybody. How's it going? So we thought, you know, since the world is in upended, we would also peril. talk a little. Peril and, might and, be the right word. Peril, yes. It's standing on its head. Yeah. And we would talk about how we as a company and as individuals are responding to uh, COVID-19 and how we are continually to service our customers and, you know, just trying to be kind of the, uh, not a safe space or just the, the, a bit of normalcy in the busy season, you know, with us in South Texas, we have eight leaf corn and we're planting cotton and veggies. And I mean, life has to go on. So we have to find uh, a way to function. And um, fortunately we're kind of set up where we could, it didn't take many adjustments to get there. Uh, it did take some, and some of them were kind of weird, but um, we're going to talk a little bit about that, how we're continuing to service our customers and um, go about that. So, yeah, it's kind of uh, interesting. Cause if you think about it, like, you know, they talk about all this social distancing and everything that we're supposed to do and how <laughs> like our ag in general outside of like, the meetings we have is pretty much <laughs> set up that way. I mean, cause we are in rural communities, you know, yeah. out in the country, out and about. And usually there's probably not more than one to two people around one another in a given time anyway, you know? Yeah. The weirdest thing to me is uh, like no one shakes hands anymore. It is different, especially <laughs> you know? in, in a, in a, in a, in a business, um, that, uh, you know, it's all about the handshake. It's all about the, gen yeah. you know, more or less the gentleman agreement. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of weird if you have to go up and give like a elbow bump or, you know, it, it, it has, it has been interesting, you know, uh, especially as, is I guess we can jump right into kind of our, our day-to-day -day stuff, maybe how it's changed. And, um, you know, there, it seems like everybody's, um, what what is the word? They're more cognizant of personal space now, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But without even thinking about it, you're 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 not talking really close, and you're automatically six feet apart, and I don't know, just kind of happen yeah. automatic. Yeah, and then, then of course comes with that the the off color jokes, you know, like uh, this is not that off color, but it may be. Um, we were you know last week we were loading a a cotton planter. We we're going to calibrate it. Uh, we inject fungicide in furrow. So calibrate that spacing, you know, normal planter stuff. And one of my growers spills fungicide all down his leg. I mean, just, Oh no. Yeah. You know, he's like, well, hopefully that helps with the COVID, you know? So <laughs> you got to stay positive, you man. know, and it's, everything's in the tank, you know, like, and you just uh, spilled $200 worth of fungicide down your leg. You know, it's some days are good and some days are bad, you know? <laughs> and, yeah. We had just been making the joke of how are we going to social distance and load a planner? You know, like, <laughs> do we load it in shifts? You know, yeah. <laughs> like, how does yeah. this work? Well, so. and you know, I know you guys are in full swing, right? Um, you're kind of in the heat of things, whereas most of us in the U well north of you, <laughs> yeah. I was going to say yeah. U.S., but that doesn't mean anything. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, we're barely in the U.S. Yeah. We're, seven, we're seventy-five miles east of not being, yeah. You know, <laughs> being but, into it. you know anyway like 
we're still getting started. So we're still finishing up the preliminary side of things. And so it's still, it's not as pertinent that we have face-to-face contact. You know, we can still do it via phone call if folks are nervous um, because a lot of our recs and stuff have already been talked about. So it's just mainly following the plan. Yeah. So. um, And what helps us a lot too is our reporting software and how we go about it. Um, You know, we have an app called Paramount that, our internal guys have internal developers and tech team have made where, you know, that's been in place for several years in some, I mean, probably over a decade in some form or fashion, but absolutely. You know, you think about how, well, and even if you pull away from how we deliver, you think about how our society is. I mean, everything's on your device. I mean, yeah. Um, you get emails on the phone. You can, uh, we have, you know, we have the ability to text. We have the ability to email. We have the ability to share. So, I mean, everything is right there for you and, um, to go back and look at, and you don't even have to, like, if you didn't, didn't want to meet in person, a lot of that could be digested and then talked about on the phone. Yeah, exactly. So that, that helps a lot already having those tools in place. And honestly, I, I think our, it has given some of our growers that were kind of, you know, like, what was it like two years ago? We we changed a lot how mm-hmm. we went yeah. to we went to a more of an app form, more of an online delivery system, and we had some guys that uh, some customers that just, I mean, typical change, just uncomfortable, you know. Well, and it's it's not change isn't fun, you know. Yeah, it's, it's there's not. a learning curve with everything, yeah. you know, whether it's a new pair of boots or you know whatever, you know. For sure. And, um, I, this is kind of, you don't hear about it right now. So I think they're kind of all glad that we have this and, and it's deliverable and it's easy. It's there, you know? Um, well, so. and thankfully we live in an environment where we're, we, we are outside amongst dirt and soil and dust. I, and I tell you what, <laughs> if this becomes soil born or corn born, we are going to die. <laughs> hey, now yeah. we're, we're not going to go down that rat hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, if this is a, something I can catch from corn, I'm going to catch it and get better and catch it. And get better. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, but well, luckily, it's, it's, I, I don't think it's going to happen, but no, uh, I don't think that's how viruses work. But No. So, you know, um, looking forward, you know, do you think this is going to change anything for you? Like, cause you're, tip of the iceberg let's call it um yeah you know you're busy not full swing yet but close do you think this is going to change anything for you this year um so you know our corn the way way you do stuff you know yeah you know our our corn is mainly in um the cotton um you know we're so far through the planting stages with our row crops that they're probably going to stay stable the vegetables are so volatile i mean i've seen folks plant stuff in the market tank out, you know, a week after they plant it and they just plow it up because it's cheaper to eat the seed cost and not spray, you know, the seed costs and vegetables are expensive, but it's just mm-hmm. a fraction of what, you know, you're doing. But, um, so I guess that's a two part answer with the corn. There is a little bit of unknown. We do, you know, a lot of our corn, is, even our field corn is food grade corn and there's some, um, demand, issues um there's just not as there was a big rush to the market as you saw when you drove by every supermarket in america and a lot of stuff got bought and that spiked a lot of the cabbage and onion markets and 
then they proceeded to to tank. Um, well, you know, a lot of, how much? There. How much do you say that this is just reactionary at this point? Because I would say for the first time in a long time that a lot of people are staying home eating. You know, there's there's not as much um, going out to eat. So like, yeah. even, even though there's a, a dep- not a, dep- a dip, <laughs> not depressing. yeah, it, it's yeah. a new norm. You know, yeah, I, I, yeah. So you know, and this is what's weird too, though, is about three years ago, you and this has nothing to do with COVID. Um, you were starting to see canneries close down because millennials are buying frozen Fresh stuff. They're buying frozen. frozen. Yes, they're buying frozen or. Yeah, frozen or fr- – I mean, I'm a millennial, and I look in my freezer, and I have all kinds of vegetables. Now, I have canned goods, too, because I grew up on the coast. And I don't know if that you know, counts because you've got a little one, you know, and <laughs> – you know what I mean? It's different Yeah, when you have a young one running around, but I don't know. I would say I'm on the other end. That you do hey. fr- fresh or canned or uh, – Still a fair amount of canned vegetable yeah. stuff. So, But, but as, uh, as millennials get older and are buying – their own things and you know um there was some canneries converted to flash freezers and i don't know how you freeze vegetables but i just know they're called flash freezers liquid nitrogen. when you make that brick of spinach or broccoli yeah. you know it, it makes that so i told it's it's liquid nitrogen is how you do it uh, yeah i make that and it, it's a big press yeah they squeeze it and freeze it but um so anyway that so that was already kind of happening and now, you know, I know at least locally you go to our grocery stores and there was a huge run on canned goods. So I don't know what it's going to do there. I don't know if some of these canneries may open up, if some people may get back to eating canned goods versus uh, frozen and fresh. Um, there's just a lot of uncertainty there. Um, and when it goes to our food grade corn, um, sorry, when it comes to our food grade corn, um, there is a, a, a very decreased demand. A lot of the uh, corn mills and flour mills are, you know, the who produce the product and that gets sent to make chips and tortillas and stuff like that. Um, they used to run 24 seven to keep up with demand just to keep all the, you know, um, shelves full. Mm-hmm. They're down to one shift a day. They're just not using as much. Hmm. I wonder wonder what the reasoning would be there because like i said i i see consumption but maybe it's on a local basis and not global you know um yeah just interesting and i don't think you know i don't think the world's on fire and these markets are going to collapse they're going to shift somehow yeah no one really knows how they're going to shift well it is a huge question even when you come into like uh just the feed market and you know our normal corn and and wheat and soybean market like the big question is what's it going to be like when it's time to sell yeah um, exactly i mean but, if people have seen what the beef market's doing yeah but you it, know, that thing makes no sense at all what's going but, on but you know what you had another spike you know because of everything that's gone on yeah bells went empty and then you know um we're still still trying to restock and, 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 and keep the, the shelves full, but then you also got the, the help piece and, and, and like the, the restrictions. And I wonder if maybe that's why the, the food market is 
a little bit tanking as well is because of the, you know, the employee restriction or, or the restriction on the business. Yeah. And that could be it too. I mean, you got to think of how of the restaurant industry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're, we're definitely entering something that is uh, monumental, you know, like yeah. I've had multiple people say, you know, you should be keeping a journal because like this stuff that we're facing is epic and it's not going to go away. My comment was, I don't think I'll forget it. <laughs> I mean, seriously, we're, we're going through, we're going through something that I, I've heard people throw around that hasn't happened since world war two. I mean, and that's yeah. monumental. Um, yeah. Yeah. One of the guys that, uh, I grew up with his dad, you know, he always had a bit of a green thumb and was a gardener and, and they have 10 acres and he works in a refinery like everyone on the coast, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, on his day off, he made a six acre garden. Yeah. Well, <laughs> like, and, and you we, know? Don't, we don't know how this is going to change habits. You know, like, like we're talking about in the markets and everything like buying stuff. Uh, the, there's going to be a new norm because of all this. And yeah. it'd be, it, I mean, we're just gonna have to wait and see. Uh, what I had heard uh, to uh, off a podcast and this is speculation on their part and a little bit of data was things like this, you know, are going to form permanent new buying habits for sure. When we get through this and what a lot of the, what some folks are predicting that people are either going to, if they know what they want, they're going to buy it on Amazon or, and if they don't know what they want, they're going to go to a mom and pop shop and shop. And well, think about it this way though. We were talking before about how it's forcing uh, like our customers to have more of an online presence, right? Yeah. To, to get delivery that way. Um, and is this going to be more of a thing where you, you order your, your product online and get it shipped to you, you know, so you have minimal contact or, uh, you know, it's just interesting, you know, where, where you're going to take that because it is, it will force people to use technology that maybe weren't using it before. Yeah. 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 Are you, and then what's the legality of that? I mean, is Helena and the co-op and different retailers going to have an online store locally that you, know, you just... <laughs> Go Who punch knows? in your numbers. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. You know, they they could or they couldn't. I mean, I don't know. We could go down this huge rat hole of where this is going to go, but yeah. we just know it's going to change. Yeah, and, we're not going to go back to yeah, things. It's going to change. And, yeah, let's say we're. And buying preferences and markets are going to be stupid for a bit, and then we're going to have to figure them out. Yeah. You know, because. And one thing that scares me um, that in 2021, is what's the supply chain going to look like with refineries getting closed down for not permanently, but you know, they were, people were put on quarantine refineries were put on lower production rates. What are we going to have a supply? uh, You know, is the supply chain going to be disrupted next year? You know, when it comes to chemistry, you know, uh, was there going to be shortages of, you know, dual or what's going to be short, you know, because they just, you know, the employees had to go home and quarantine. So, they ran skeleton crews. You know, yeah. that's one thing you don't hear much of. You know, obviously, the, in the, the the oil market's helping the farmers because um, they're be able they're able to contract fuel it's cheap. Yeah, you know that's our saving grace so far. Um, that you know, diesel's cheap, gas is cheap. And but, I'm even but, leery. Of, you know, with those fuel contracts, the prices we're getting, it's like, man. Um, that's significantly lower than what I'm paying now. Do you know well, something that I don't know? 
well, but you know, like any, any little bit will help, you know? And, um, but that, that is one thing that you haven't heard yet. Yeah. And we probably won't find out till we get into the harder herbicide season. Cause I, I feel like there's not to be doom and gloom or anything like that, but most of the distribution has been already set up, you know, bulk tanks are, are full yeah. and, and product is, is sitting at a warehouse or on site. Right. Yeah. But it, it's some of this mid to late season herbicide stuff where it may get a little bit dicey where plans may yeah. have to change because not enough was in place or, but I, I don't know. I, I think most, if you look at, if you go back and look at our, uh, food, you know, the transportation still there, you know, yeah. as far as moving it. So we may, like you said, we may not see it this year. I but, think that if but, we, if we see a chemical issue, it will be because things were not produced this year. And, yeah. it, and well, we'll we got a whole winter, you know, we got all winter yeah. to, to do that. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think this is winter. Like, what is that? <laughs> you, you, Off you, season. You mean those the four weeks of December, right? When I lock myself in a deer stand and make fertility wrecks, you know. But you know, we do we we will have, let's say three four months for them to 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 build to crank up and, and to yeah. to build a reserve again. Yeah. But um. So um, I do have a non COVID nineteen comment. Yep. We had some winter wheat that did not vernalize. So, Interesting. Yeah, that's a real sickening thing when you see it. This gives you, you know, a pit in your stomach when you see that. And if that wheat looks awful funny, and split the wheat, and there's no head there. I mean, it's gorgeous. It is beautiful. You just need. You gonna you know, graze it? Well, you can't. Like when when you don't, it doesn't vernalize. I don't know if you can keep enough cows on it. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know what it, I mean. It yeah. Option. Yeah, I or mean, you pay it. Yeah, either yeah, either bail it or or turn cows on it, but yeah, it's uh, that doesn't happen very often, mm -hmm. you know. For, for even for us, probably only you know one year out of ten, but yep, it happens. So, so let's go one. back. Um, let's go back, Ethan, and let, let's talk about like um, I'm going to spin it a little bit. Like, let's talk about what you think your day-to-day -day routine might change, um, like in report delivery or, or, or checking or whatever, um, going towards mid-season. You know, you said you've got most of your stuff in the ground, right? Like, first yeah. herbicides out. Now you're into the heat of communicating with guys. What does that look like for you? Uh, you know, first of all, you know, we're a small division. There's three of us. Um, we have made the decision after we all had dinner one night that that was a dumb idea. And we are no longer all three going to be in the same room because if one of us gets, you know, we can handle one of us being sick, but if the three of us get sick, then we'll maybe in a problem. Well, especially since, you know, in, in your case, you guys are spread out. Yeah. You know, and just, but I mean, uh, that, that's, I would say that would be smart for, for everybody, you know, it's, yeah. it's risk management. Yeah. And even during day to day, when, when I have, so uh, one of the guys that, or, that helps me, um, we really don't even stop and talk to each other. We just talk on the phone. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just kind of weird. And you, you almost feel, you know, your coworkers in this industry kind of come your family and it's just, it's weird. It's almost you know? like you're cheating. <laughs> I mean, because so much of our business is face to face and it's, yeah. it is, it, it's, it's not just about the report. It's about everything else is talked about, you know, BS and, yeah. and everything. Yeah. <laughs> when it's on the phone, sometimes you lose like cues and things that yeah. spur conversations and comments and stuff. Yeah. But I've had more hour long conversations with guys, guys that aren't real chatty. Mm-hmm. Um, people are spending time on the phone. They need some kind of human interaction and like subconsciously that's what they're doing. It's just talking on the phone for extended periods of time, you know? Um, so which is kind of difficult at certain times of the day, but um, you got to be that little bit of normalcy and, and talk to your guys, you know, you have to have it, you know? Um, So that's, that's the biggest thing is because, you know, if you have older customers too, like you don't want to, you don't, you want them to adhere to the, um, (laughs) the suggestions from the CDC and the who and all the different three letter health organizations, you know, you, you know, so you want them to be isolated in a cornfield. So, well, like, you know, I, that brings up a good point really, because I'm going to shoot in the dark and say the average age of our client base would be somewhere around, let's say 60. Uh, that it's just a shot in the dark. Right. But that yeah. age group is truly at risk. Right. Yeah. And, and it's not, unfortunately us young folks can carry it. Right. And so out of respect, for them, you know, we have to be cognizant of it and, and make sure we keep our, our space because I can, I can see us here where I'm at that, that it, it is going to be identical to what you're talking about. And, and some, some folks, you know, you, it's going to be really weird, but you may not see them most of the summer or, you know, yeah. until, until this thing really turns around and, and we get on the other side of the curve that uh, things are going to be vastly different. And, and it, it may be a little more painful in that, that it's, it's more phone conversation. Cause obviously it's easier to talk in person, you know? Yeah. And, and I had that conversation with the guy the other day, you know, he's has a little bit of a heart problem and it is, was due to have heart surgery, but due to all this, it was postponed for sure. You know, and, uh, you know, I just waved and kept driving and I immediately called him. I said, Hey, I don't need to be around you what's going on. And we talked for an hour, Yeah, you know? Yeah. Well, I think as long as people understand or customers understand where you're coming from, that you're not avoiding them, that you, maybe you, <laughs> you don't need to, but you have a quick conversation saying, Hey, yeah. like out of respect, I'm, we're going to do it this way. Yeah. Unless, yeah. unless we absolutely have to do it some other way. Yeah. It's bad enough. You're moving flood pipe with the heart condition, you know, maybe, yeah. <laughs> you know, like go home, man. No doubt. <laughs> but, um, well, so, thankfully, I mean, thankfully we are in an industry that is essential. Right. And yeah, things are, things are unknown, but people got to eat and, and cows got to eat. So we've got, we keep, will happily eat the cows. We, we've got to keep, are, we got to keep producing, you know, yeah. we've got to keep, keep things in production so that, um, things don't get more out of whack. Yeah. And that's the thing, man. If, if agriculture fails as an industry, that's a bad day for society. Well, you know? but, and I don't know. If, I, you look, if you look at it, usually 
ag is a lag. You know, it's the first one in or the first one out of uh, a dip. Yeah. And, um, I think that that's what you're going to see. But if if anything, but still, you know, there's there's a lot of positives. Like I said, a lot of people are eating at home, so or eating. You know, they're they're cooking their own meals. So who knows what opportunity that may no may bring you know for for your vegetable market or for for the beef market pig market you know yeah exactly you know and, and not to mention just actually spending time with your family and you for know, sure for sure you know, yeah. not eating taco yeah. bell all the time yeah yeah so and then a lot of people too that, that aren't um cooking at home they're getting you know, they're going to a local barbecue place or something like that you know at least kind of stimulating that and just taking it home then so for sure for sure there will be goods that come out of this it's just kind of hard to see it with all the well i think you, you can't speculate too much because essentially it's speculation it's, well, yeah, we, no yeah we we're gonna have to deal with consequences good and bad of of, of this this issue that we have and we just got to move forward and keep keep on our feet and keep keep on our toes you know yeah yes sir so i don't know it's gonna be interesting we will make it through it as a country you know i i don't what i don't have it this is what is weird to me and i may have just missed it on the news but no one's really talked about when it gets hot you know yeah well and like what's gonna happen to the virus you know like is it gonna is it going to spread as much in that kind of environment? So. Yeah. I, I think that from what I see or have read or little that I know, like heat is its enemy, you know, it, it can't last. It, it does have a low, a low or mid temperature range. And I don't know what that would be, but yeah. that, that kills it. Right. Cause they, they say that, you know, you're supposed to do such and such, which leaves me to believe, well, for instance, they say, you know, drinking a warm beverage, right? So that, that, that would mean to me that once we get hot, you may see less of it and, and less, more people will be outside and, and, and not cooped up. Yeah. Uh, you know, as much as we travel, the gas pump has been a concern of mine, you know, just, those things are gross. Lots of people touch them, you know, and yeah. on any given day. So like, well, once we're getting into the nineties, you know, at least we're, it's, you know, if it's on there, at least it's getting cooked a little bit first. For and, sure. For sure. You know, for sure. So. Well, well I think, I think that kind of think, up this one, doesn't it? Yeah. I think we've touched on a lot of how, um, how we as a company are going to, are, are using the tools that we already had in place, uh, to provide some normalcy and, and, you know, our customers from a crop service standpoint are not suffering because of this life is going on. We're doing, you know, the same amount, if not a little bit of more service that we did the year before, you know, um, and we're just using some different tools, uh, that we already had a little bit more to get it there, you know? And, well, and, and um, yeah, like you said, it's, it's forcing everybody to utilize every, all this stuff to be more digital, if you will. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, guys. Well, wash your hands. Don't 
poke yourself in the eye or anything and, you know, be smart. So with that, I'm your host, Ethan, with Kevin as always, and thank you for tuning into the podcast. Yep, and you guys can reach us at crop at CropQuest on Twitter, uh, and I believe we uh, CropQuest on Facebook and um, media. And if you want to reach out and you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, media at CropQuest.com. All right. Thanks, guys. Yep. See ya. Our business is knowing the business of growing. We take pride in your success, being better than the rest. Crop